didgeridoo means it's time for the Australian News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, October 1st. 2012. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 217. And I tell you what, Grant, I think I've just woken up from the most hideous nightmare. Really? A hideous nightmare? Do tell, mate. Well, you know, this week, Grant, was grand final weekend for the Australian Football League, and my team, the wonderful, awesome, mighty Hawthorne Hawks, I had this horrible dream that they lost, but that can't be true because they never lose anything. Go for it, mighty Hawks! Yay! Cue the music. Oh, no, not the music. Nah, mate, mate, wait, wait, hold the music, hold the music. And I call that music in only the most extreme level. Sorry, it's not a nightmare, it's real. Your blessed hawks didn't come across the line. You mean it wasn't a nightmare, Grant? No, it wasn't, mate. It was reality. The hawks took a pounding. Oh, no. Oh. Okay, well, I'm too depressed. That's it for the Australia Desk this week. Hey, thanks to the AFL, we get to go off and have a party. I'm going to go crack a beer. Well, I'm going to organise some therapy, Grant, but before that, let's do some uh, let's do some aviation news then. Oh. Okay, mate. All right, you're going to drag us back. Fine. On we go. How about major players on the Air New Zealand board are starting to leave? Yes, that's right, Grant. As I wipe the tears from my eyes, according to this article in australianaviation.com.au, key executives depart Air New Zealand as the airline announces a share buyback. So it's all happening over there at... Uh, Air New Zealand. That's right, mate. Uh, Rob Fife, who's been the man behind the haka behind the airline, he's already announced his departure back in June and he'll be out as of the end of the year. And the new CEO, Christopher Luxon, is getting ready to take over the job from January. Yes, Grant, and it looks like he'll uh, the first order of business will be to uh, fill a few vacant positions on the board as Head of People and Technical Operations Chief Vanessa Stoddart is leaving. Now, she's been there 10 years, according to this article, while Glenn Sari, uh, General Manager Operations, is also leaving uh, to uh, take up another position, looks like, uh, as a public servant. Mate, not a bad role. But, uh, yeah, look, it does happen. Uh, we saw the same thing happen in Virgin uh, when Paul Getty came in. Uh, a lot of people decided that was it. They would either leave of their own accord, or uh, he actually uh, aided a few of them to find the exits, shall we say, as he went through and uh, changed the tone of the board, is what they like to say, the tone of the senior executive team, uh, taking out a few people and bringing in some new ones. Uh, It it happens quite often when a CEO takes on a new role. Now, these uh, changes were announced ahead of Air New Zealand's annual general meeting, which took place uh, just a couple of days later, and that was last week, in fact. And the airline also announced a share buyback through to September 2013. The airline will buy back 3% of its stock, which is listed on both the New Zealand and the Australian stock exchanges. Interesting stuff, mate. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, We'll see where this one goes. They've gone through a pretty hard period as uh, passenger numbers have come down. They've cancelled a couple of routes. So we'll we'll see what they manage to do. Uh, you never know with Air New Zealand. They uh, generally have a bit of a can-do attitude. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Ron, I wonder if they have a can-do attitude when it comes to repairing aircraft, because if it does, they could uh, be talking to Airbus and Qantas. Looks like uh, the wing crack problems that uh, have been in the news uh, for A380s for most of the year, looks like it's going to take Qantas a long time to repair all of their aircraft. That's right, mate. Uh, Airbus have gone through and they've assessed it, and they finally know exactly how to solve the problem, and that's called take the aircraft out of the sky for six to eight weeks and fix it. So not a quick fix by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, Airbus is saying, 
saying they should try and combine this fix with any other major checks while the aircraft is usually off on the ground and kept from the air. Yeah, that uh, would only make sense if they did it that way. According to Flight Global, uh, an eight-week time frame was the equivalent of up to 30,000 hours of labour. So, uh, gee, you'd want to combine You'd want to get as much maintenance in on those aircraft uh, during that period. That's a heck of a time to have an aircraft offline just to uh, work through the wings. But there's a lot of joiners, a lot of fasteners, and uh, a lot of issues to address. So, yeah, I guess it could take quite a while. But, wow, that's going to be having a lot of airlines uh, wanting to sit down and have a really um, special chat with Airbus, shall we say. Yeah, I reckon. Well, I'll tell you what, those numbers might be big for Qantas, but uh, some numbers that aren't quite as big as they'd hoped is their market share. Looks like they've fallen below 60%. That's the one, mate. Kappa, the Centre for Aviation, has uh, done some uh, research on uh, Qantas's current market share, and uh, analysts from RBS are saying that based on those numbers, they put Qantas's share of the domestic market at only 58%, which is down from 63%, and that in turn is well below the group's 65% line in the sand that they drew some time ago. Mm, well, they might have to get the crayons out, Grant, and redraw that line. Well, I think they're hoping that this, uh, the waves come in, wash it away, and they can go, oh, no, 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 it was here, over here, no, CC, 50%. The same analysts here in this report uh, say, Grant, that uh, Virgin Australia's market share remains steady at 33%, while Tiger Airways has jumped from 4% to 9%. Now, that's very interesting, but uh, I suppose that makes sense, given that, uh, as we reported in uh, just a few weeks ago, they're starting to uh, you know resume a uh, larger chunk of their route network after their grounding last year. They are, mate. They are increasing their capacity, uh, more aircraft, more uh, routes, but uh, also an indication that, yes, people are willing to put up with almost anything to get a dirt cheap flight. Want something different to talk about on Monday? Get yourself a Jet Ride gift pack and tear through the skies at 900 Ks with Australia's ultimate jet fighter experience. Be top gun for the day. Go to jetride.com.au slash PCDU or in Australia call 1300 554 876. Do you reckon they'd uh, put up with going to a different airport in Sydney, let's say uh, at RAF Base Richmond, if they flew in there? Well, there's a lot of people to the north of Sydney for whom uh, flying into Richmond would be a lot more sense than flying into um, Sydney. Uh, it would be pretty well located for many of the uh, northern and western suburbs. There's already a number of people who fly into Newcastle to try and avoid that whole uh, problem of getting out of Sydney and up through to the north. So uh, if you're not really in those northern beach areas and you're wanting to get into the inner northern suburbs and or western suburbs of Sydney, perhaps Richmond isn't too bad. Now this did come up as a news article either late last year, Grant, or early this year if memory serves, and uh, they are looking for other solutions to the hopelessly congested uh, Sydney International Airport. It's uh, it's just a basket case there, particularly with all the uh, all the restrictions over uh, number of movements and all this sort of stuff, and we've talked about that many times before. If they brought it into RAF Base Richmond, uh, that would cost a lot of money to upgrade that base, not the least of which would be from a security standpoint. But the Civil Aviation and Safety Authority here looks like they're at least taking the idea partly seriously as they uh, fund a study into uh, the effects of introducing civilian operations into that Air Force base. Mate, yeah, that was originally uh, touted during some of the second airport in Sydney studies that have been going on all this year. And yeah, look, it does make a lot of sense in a way. Newcastle Airport already has uh, some military operations going on there. Not uncommon to uh, see wedge tails or... uh, MRTTs and uh, definitely a few F-18s operating out of the area when you uh, get to come in and land in your domestic jet. So precedent set there and in Darwin and other parts of Australia. So operating combined military and civilian isn't that impossible and Richmond is very well placed for those in Penrith and Blacktown and those kind of areas, even perhaps Hornsby 
it's uh, it's possibly a little easier to get to than uh, trying to struggle through the centre of town to get to Sydney. Whether the Raffies and the uh, the domestic guys can actually sit down and figure this one out remains to be seen, but it does make a bit of sense compared to trying to struggle on with Sydney and or Newcastle. Uh, but meanwhile, they're still trying to figure out where they're going to build that second airport, the uh, land that's currently reserved for it. The government's looking to sell that, and they're in turn looking for yet another spot, and they may actually be doing it closer to Picton, down towards the southwest, where there's all sorts of houses being built. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy because if you go down there, you're going to have to... Um, take out a couple of big hills and fill in a bit of a valley and, by the way, get rid of a whole lot of new houses. Well, I'll tell you what, Grant, I reckon if we're doing the Australia Desk Report in about 25 years from now, I think we'll still be talking about a second airport for Sydney. <laughs> Just uh, that I don't happen. know about a second airport for Sydney. I think we may actually be talking about how Sydney has lost the plot and uh, is becoming a ghost town because everyone said enough and have gone to Bris Vegas in the north or Melbourne in the south. Oh, well, no accounting for good taste. Well, Grant, speaking of uh, RAF-based Richmond, that's also the home of uh, 37 Squadron. The home of the uh, RAF's fleet of C-130H Hercules aircraft. Well, well, not for much longer, though. That's correct, mate. From the A to the E to the H to the J, the uh, Aussies are moving on. We started with the A, and in fact, 36 Squadron was the first non-United States uh, Air Force Squadron to operate the C-130, and they then moved on through the E to the H, uh, 36 and 37 Squadron operating them, and uh, what wound up happening was that 36 Squadron has gone to the C-17, and they passed their H's on to 37 Squadron to run both H and J's and we're phasing out the H's so that all that will be left will be the C-130J's. How is that for a lot of alphabet soup? Boy, you've got me confused, mate, but I tell you what, uh, a reunion's going to be held for past and present members of the uh, C-130H community, and that'll be held up there at RAF Base Richmond, just uh, outside of Sydney, on November the 24th. So anybody who uh, is in this part of the world that might have had anything to do with the C-130H, that'll be a great event for you to get to. And uh, Grant, there's actually a website that's been set up for it called hfarewell.com. It's uh, a pretty good site where you can see all the events going on from a golfing morning and cricket afternoon on the 23rd to a mixed dining in night on the 30th. So so if you had anything to do with the uh, H models in the RAF service, get on to H Farewell. That's H for Hotel, farewell.com. Well, that's interesting, Grant. And, of course, RAF-based Richmond is just up there outside of Sydney, and uh, there has been a lot of Sydney-based stories. I'm not sure I'm really comfortable with uh, Sydney-based stories this week. Yeah, that's right, mate. There's a lot of Sydney in here, and that's because the AFL Grand Final was won by the Sydney Swans. Now, much and all as I'm neutral and don't care about the game, I think it's only fair that we give a little bit of props and support to the Sydney Swans supporters and play their music, mate. Well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. I don't want to talk about football again, at least until next year. Oh, good. That means we we don't have to talk about sport at all. Happy days. Well, at least it's cricket season now, Grant. Oh, cricket? No, that's death by statistics. Southern skies. Online media. 